Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Gordon, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now, starting quarterback for the Utah State Aggies, Jordan Love with us. What's going on, Jordan? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Hey, we are great. How's uh, camp so far? How are you feeling about your game? Yeah, camp's been good so far. I mean, we've been getting after it so far, both on the offense and defense. So um, I'm just excited to keep getting better out here every day. Uh, Jordan, everybody uh, knows that you are a known factor. They've seen how good you are. But you've got some replacements on that offense, only two real guys coming back as starters. How is the rebuild on the offensive line coming and at the receiver's position? Oh, yeah, it's been going good so far. I mean, we're just finding the dudes that uh, are, are making plays out there. And uh, uh, it's competition every day. I mean, everybody's coming out here and competing for that spot. So um, we've been getting better every day, and I'm excited to see where we go from here. I want to ask you about Coach Sanford, but I want to ask you both on and off the field how his system is for you and then how you're uh, – I know you were really cl- close with Coach Yost and you guys kind of have that connection. Are you developing that with Coach Sanford as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Coach Sanford, I can't say enough about him. I mean, uh, he's, a, he's a great coach and he brings a lot of juice and energy every day to practice. So, uh, I mean, I've been excited to just be able to uh, – have him coaching me so far and then off the field I mean same thing I mean he's uh he always takes QBs out to eat and stuff like that has us over to his house and uh just has us around his family and stuff so I mean uh really just a family guy and uh I just I'm excited to have him as my coach Jordan uh, if you could tell us a little bit about the steps you've taken since you arrived at Utah State you have uh absolutely excelled what's been the secret or the secrets to your improvement um, man, there is no secret. I mean, it's just really just, I mean, we've been working hard. Um, ever since I got here, I mean, it's in the weight room, it's in the film room, learning the offense, stuff like that, and then just coming out here and uh, getting it done with the team. I mean, we just, every day we come out here and work and compete, and uh, it's no surprise we're getting good. Have there been any major differences with uh, Coach Wells and Coach Anderson? Um, nothing too major. I mean, uh, they both have their different uh, styles of coaching and stuff. Um, but, I mean, I can't say enough about Coach A. I mean, just the way he takes care of his players and stuff. Uh, just, it's just great to be able to play for him. Jordan, last year uh, both Wells and Yost talked about your improvement, and they used a specific play to illustrate your progress. They said it was uh, at, against BYU. You were, I, I believe, about on the eighth-yard line or something like that, and it was either a, a third or fourth down, and they said that you went through – four different receivers, and finally I think you hit Bright, who scored a touchdown in that game, and they said, Yost said at that time, he really took note of the fact that you knew exactly what you were doing out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that play, I mean, just that was just a, a great play by the whole offense. I mean, that's just kind of what we do every day. I mean, we come out here and practice these plays and go through the different reads, and it's just, it's been fun to really just learn this offense and get better at it every day because, I mean, honestly, you learn something new in it every day. So it's just been fun to be around it. Are you willing to admit how good you are, Jordan? Because everybody who watches you play sees it. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate our love. But, I mean, it's just testament to everyone around me, too. I mean, 
uh, just what we do, all the work we do. So, I mean, it's no surprise. When you set goals going into this season, Jordan, do you set individual goals? Or are they all team goals? I mean, the stats you put up last year were absolutely incredible. Are you trying to top those? How do you judge yourself? Oh, yeah. I mean, my, my main goals is, is mostly team goals. I mean, my West Championship, that's the main goal of the team, and uh, that's what I want to accomplish. And I feel like if we are able to get to there, I mean, all those individual goals should be able to just fall into place. I mean, obviously we'll be playing at a high level. So um, that's my main goal. And uh, then, I mean, obviously the individual goals just kind of fall into place with that. In your individual path, Jordan, what has been the biggest challenge for you to overcome? Um, I'd say the, the hardest task is, I mean, just coming out here and learning the offense and being able to fluently, I mean, just do it. I mean, just do it every day and uh, – Find 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 the right uh, options in every play. Uh, I think that's been the the hardest thing. But I mean, obviously, um, I've been doing a good job with it. I mean, got better every day, just learning the offense and stuff like that. So I've been grinding with it. Are you a film study guy? Is that something you crave? Oh yeah, I definitely take a lot of time to watch film. I mean, every day I practice. Um, just especially when we're going into game week. I mean, that's when you learn um, just everything the defense will throw at you. So that's if you compare pair. Before the game even starts, then uh, you'll be good. Jordan Love, Utah State quarterback with us here on the Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jordan, I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Scott Gerard, the radio voice of the Utah State Aggies, also is our boss and does a show here on The Zone down here in Salt Lake City. What are your thoughts on that guy? <laughs> oh, he's a, he's a dude. He just um, has a lot of juice for the Aggies and I uh, love the Aggies. I mean, I always see him around. Um, especially on game day and stuff like that. And I mean, um, I like hearing I like hearing what he has to say about us. If you get any dirt on him, will you let us know? <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> What's been the absolute highlight for you thus far, Jordan and Logan? What was that? What's been the absolute highlight, the greatest moment? Um, uh, I'd say the highlight of the season last year was getting those 11 wins. I mean, something that hasn't been done here in a little bit. But, I mean, obviously um, – we didn't finish what we wanted to do last year, and that was the Mountain West Championship. So um, I don't have any highlights yet, obviously, um, until we win that Mountain West Championship. That would be my highlight. Jordan, you've got a couple of guys on defense that uh, everyone's talking about as well. Talk a little bit about Woodward and the other guys. Who? Uh, how is that defense going to shape up? You go against them every day. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, the defense. our defense is going to be uh, hard to stop, I think. I mean, they're going to they make a lot of plays. I mean, just – us going against them every day, I think it makes the offense a lot better because I feel like that's one of the best defenses we'll see um, throughout the whole season. So um, it's just fun to be able to compete against them every, every day, and uh, I know what they're going to do. They're going to make plays every day. So, Well, uh, Jordan, I have a Heisman vote, so uh, play real well, will you, so I can watch and uh, maybe uh, cast my vote your way. <laughs> I'll do it just for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jordan, hey, you are the man. Thank you so much for giving us a few minutes, and good luck with the rest of camp and certainly the season coming up. All right, thank you. Jordan Love, quarterback at Utah State. What, are you, are you like, incentivizing him with your Heisman no, vote? Is that even legal? just joking around. Um, You're going to get that thing taken away again. Again. <laughs> be the second time. <laughs> second time. Out the window. First, you let your dog choose it. Second, you're bribing players. <laughs> no, my dog never chose it. That was a Super Bowl prediction. Oh my bad. I'm sorry. My daughter chose it because she, oh, whoops. <laughs> she, she did. She did all. The, she did all the research, man. 
<laughs> I just I didn't I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Yeah. Uh, my oh. dog did correctly pick the Packers before the season, so I was I still don't think the, the the Heisman folks are probably pleased with your your daughter making the selection. She did a great job. Well, she didn't actually make. Well, she, it turned out that she did, but that's because she was right. <laughs> turned out that she did. She, you should have seen it. I believe it. Yeah, she I brought it. in. A, you talk about study. She took. Uh, she took. She probably put a hundred hours into that project. I, or thereabouts. A hundred. But if if the Heisman folks wanted her vote, they'd give her the vote. You know. Well, yeah, but th- think about it. Probably a lot of people who do the voting in various polls that you love so much, and in like the Heisman voting, you know, they have assistants. Who might help them? Do they? I like polls. But come on, polls are fun. So now you're taking shots at me. I, 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 no, no. I just. I didn't bring this up. Austin a, a did. Shout out to my daughter who was very intelligent and just poured over every bit of information and data. And we went through it and, and came to a conclusion. What's the matter with that? Can I pick for you this year? Well, see, the, the final the final vote has to go through me. But if can you, I present a pick yes. for you this year? Yes. Okay. okay so Be my now, guess. now part of me just thinks that Gordon was bragging about his Heisman vote to Jordan Love. Like Jordan, just so you know who how cool the guy is no, you're talking to. Uh, the, the, as usual, I've got a as uh, usual. I've got a nice car. How, how does how does Nas put up with your miscalculations and your rush to judgment well, over? The, you're, you haven't been right on one of these things yet. I'm just trying to figure you're, out why you tell because him because I was trying to compliment him that he was a Heisman candidate. Had nothing to do with what you presume it to be. Jordan, uh, before we let you go, I'm going to go ahead and take a picture of my car and, and send that to you. So keep on the lookout for that. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I have a nice car. I'm sorry. I, I, I go too far. I'm sorry. You just wanted to, to you know, incentivize I do not, him. I do not talk about that very often. Uh, that you have talks, a Heisman vote? Who talks about their votes the most on this station? Well, Tony did. What, they had a, a segment that even went back to Jake and Tony, the TPAP ballot. Of course we talked about that a lot. But Tony actually placed his vote. You just well, let I others do, I place do your vote. Uh, once. Twice. I did, I did that. What was the other time? The Super Bowl. Oh, well, yeah, that's but that not was, a vote, That though. was just... Oh. That's just a call. And I, and I was very I was very upfront about that. And, and Caillou ended up being correct. So I don't want to take any grief for it because my dog... Got it right. Mm, does that make it any better? <laughs> I just I picture this Heisman thing. It was that's due today, and then you called your daughter and, and no, said, no, we planned it in advance. Oh, fifteen yeah. minutes in advance. No, hundred hours no, in advance, yes. Jake. In, well, I don't know if it's that much, but something like a hundred one zero zero. When she when you consider all the time she spent watching the various candidates, yeah, I'd say it was probably right around there. Jordan, I just wanted you to know. <laughs> What? I've got a Heisman vote. <laughs> and so not th- just any Heisman vote. I have a nice car and, and I have a Heisman vote. Just you, so you know. How did you like the condescending answer? I'll, I'll do it just for you. Yeah, right. Well, you caught him off guard. You caught me off guard. He's the best quarterback in the state. I and think so. 
So uh, he may be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. We're going to have to see how that goes. I still think that that offensive line better better do its job. Obviously, no quarterback can move the football consistently uh, on his backside. But he's leapt onto a lot of uh, NFL radars and uh, NFL draft lists and those sorts of things. So, I mean, people see something there. He needs to have a big year this year, but I mean, he's got the intangibles. He can he can read defenses, he can throw, he's big, he's got the size. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot I'll, to like about Jordan. Love. I'll pull the curtain up on this a little bit. I mean, I spent uh, a good uh, amount of time with Jordan last year when I went up there to do that feature on him. And you, you noticed in this interview his answers are pretty short you know and you got to dig for it but it's there you got to dig for it though he doesn't show he doesn't reveal it easily or often but uh, there's a lot going on with him and sometimes I think when people give short answers you think they somehow might not be that deep with it or whatever but I think he is yeah you know what I mean it doesn't come across that way in a radio interview like what we just did, uh, but but it's there with him. I think he has has uh, deep understanding of of what he's doing, of what he needs to do in order to achieve his goals and uh, to actually execute it on the field. Well, and Matt Wells and his staff deserve a ton of credit because they saw what Jordan Love could be, where a lot of other coaches That's did right. not. Yeah, I mean, he was very lightly recruited. Right. And there were other Mountain West programs that took a look at him and said, eh. Yeah. And Matt Wells in Utah State took a look at him and said, we see it. Mm-hmm. We see that potential. We see where this could go. And he, his his year last year was absolutely incredible. Well, and he made millions of dollars for Matt Wells. Yes, he did. Maybe not he alone, but uh, it was he helpful. He was a big part of it. He was a big part of it. And, and Matt gave him the opportunity to do it. And gave him, by the way, put him in as a freshman when maybe a lot of people wouldn't have done that. Yeah, remember that first year? It was a little touch and go it there was. a little bit. It wasn't all smooth sailing. He turned the ball over a lot, but he saw where where Jordan could end up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Matt benefited from that personally as he's now coaching at Texas Tech. But And your lookalike uh, helped him along the way as well. Coach Yost turned out to be a great coach for him, which is why I asked him about Coach Sanford and if he's developing that kind of relationship. Because that, that's another thing you wrote about in your column, how well those two connected and I remember uh, Coach Yost did, a, did an interview with Tony and Austin and uh, those guys were asking him about you know uh, what's clicked so well between the two of them Coach Yost says basically that Jordan does it all and he just <laughs> does nothing well that's not true I'm sure, no, he, I, I I'm sure he doesn't say that when it comes time to negotiate the new contract. No, I, I think, of course, it's not true. But I, I do think it was a, a, a really revealing moment in a public interview where, where Coach Yost could easily have taken a lot of credit or, or said thank you guys. for. But he, he put the, the focus back onto the player and just talked about how good Jordan is about taking the coaching and really running with it and applying it into a game plan. And, yeah, once once it clicks like that, it probably is easier to coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he but Yost does deserve a lot of credit for his contributions as well. But uh, Jordan Love is just a special talent. So, and it just took a little developing yep. and a little trust mm-hmm. and a little um, what vision for what he could become. And I I do I think Coach Yost, Coach Wells, I think they deserve credit for that. And coming out of Bakersfield, where nobody wanted him, right? I mean, it was just like <laughs> no, and they saw it and they brought him in and he developed rapidly. 
And now if a quarterback goes in the draft next year, it'll be Jordan Love, a local quarterback. Yeah. Well. If he comes out. You would think so. That would be my guess. Well, I, I don't know. We, I think Tyler Huntley's going to have a, a really a good year. You don't hear him talked about a lot, though, when it comes to the draft. Yeah, that's true. Can you see Tyler Huntley as an NFL quarterback? Not really. No. But I can I think see him as an I, NFL player. I think that's I what we're alluding to, though. I just He's not the... That's why the opportunity for Tyler Huntley is really big this year. Because if he guides that offense the way Andy Ludwig wants him to, even if he isn't piling up you know, four thousand passing yards, he can get the attention of guys because he is a fine athlete. And uh, as he has discussed, he worked to put some weight on. He's up to two hundred five. Remember, he's one eighty. Oh, yeah, and look, uh, getting eyeballs on him yesterday when I went up to Utah practice. Yeah, he I looks mean, stronger. He looks a lot stronger. I mean, yeah. he looks a lot bulkier. In fact, we were talking about that amongst the media, just how, you know, reminiscing back to when he first got on campus as a freshman, and he was not a string bean per se, but he, he was thin. He was thin, and he's not thin anymore. He's not. He's uh, four meals before noon every day. That's pretty wild. I mean, can you imagine having that? How would you like that? Would you rather have I to lose weight that. or gain weight? Oh, I'd much rather gain weight. Four meals before noon? Oh, that's rough. But gaining weight, that's, I mean, I could sit on my backside and eat potato chips. <laughs> I don't think that's exactly what he's doing. But, I mean, you would get sick of eating. And that's what he said. He said, I, I, I hate food now. Because he's had to eat so much. His calorie intake has been huge. Austin, how would that feel? To like just to be have to, to have to eat a ton of calories. How would that? Are you asking me because I've got a because uh, you think I have experience? I'm you know. Now you're taking shots at Austin. No, what's not, what's with you today? I, I was asking Austin for his expertise on the matter. Feels good, Gordon. You Next question. Something else. You're just firing today. I am not. Did we, are we getting on your nerves? Is no, we just, it's You're, a joke. Austin looks like a quarterback. I wouldn't answer that question, but you have a nice car and a Heisman vote. So <laughs> I'll give you an answer. <laughs> your answer is? It feels good, Gordon. Next question. <laughs> That's all we're going to get. Jordan, just to let you know, I have a Heisman vote. You're talking to somebody. <laughs> Not nobody, somebody. As opposed to these other guys. Do they give Heisman votes to nobodies? Just letting you know who you're on the air with. I want him back on when you don't vote for him to win the Heisman. Well, he's got some work to do to get to that level. But wouldn't it be cool to have a Heisman winner around here? Would be. I mean, he would have to have a Ty Detmer-like yeah. record-setting season in order to get that. But Yeah, to garner the attention of right. uh, the national... He'd have to be breaking a bunch of a bunch of records. Yeah. All right. Uh, Craig Bowlerjack is going to join the show coming up right around the corner. He's uh, making his normal Tuesday appearance. Looking forward to talking to Bowler. Want to remind you about Win Ticket Wednesday coming up tomorrow. USANA Amphitheater will be rocking when Hart brings their Love Alive tour with special guest Joan Jett and the Blackhearts and Ellie King to town on August the 30th. You won't want to miss the show. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com or be listening tomorrow as each show will have a pair of tickets to give away throughout the day. So stay tuned for that. Bowler next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Blue Jean 
Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Want to remind you about our friends at Homey. Did you know Homey assigns a whole team of realtors and specialists to sell your home for a flat 1500 bucks? That means thousands of dollars in hypothetical realtor commissions back into your pocket. That's innovative. That's fair. That's a company who's got your back. That's Homey. Going to talk to Bowler coming up here momentarily. I'll ask Bowler his thoughts about Donovan participating in Team USA's camp and what this could mean Donovan for him. really seems excited about it, Jake. I mean, more than more than most guys. But he, that's not surprising given the fact of Donovan's personality. No, I, I, he kind of seems to embrace you know, opportunities, and th- this is a good opportunity for him all the way around. I, I really believe that. Plus, I mean, he is promoting a new shoe, so yeah. I'm sure Adidas doesn't hate it. <laughs> I wonder how sales for that are going. Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. You wait and see, though. Donovan Mitchell is one of those guys who is going to get more and more popular year by year by year. Joining us now, and we were just told, he's uh, he's fresh off a day at Lagoon. He is the television voice of the Utah Jazz. He is Craig Bowler, Jack Bowler. How you doing? You you a little nauseous? You hanging in there? At least, you... it was nice, at least it was nice and cool out there, right, Bowler? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. I uh, met a lot of great jazz fans down at Lagoon. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, gave away some uh, Conley, Gobert, uh, Mitchell jerseys, and also the Don Juan uh, issued shoes, which, of course, got a roar of approval from uh, jazz fans. But, yeah, I actually uh, left the park. I wanted to come in, driving downtown, traffic. Well, I'll give you a quick update. That's bumper to bumper, and there's an accident up on 5400 South, heading southbound. So use caution, Gordo. Use caution. So, Bowler, we've been doing music today uh, inspired by misheard lyrics and wondered if if there was a song that had totally confused you or you got the lyrics wrong. Uh, Just overall lyrics of a song that I don't know anything about. Just uh, where you thought the words were different than what they really were. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think uh, uh, the Yellow Submarine by the Beatles, I don't really get that, Um, you know. But are you talking about the specific artist? No, I was just talking about, uh, give an example. Misheard lyrics. Misheard lyrics. Like Like, uh, we just played Tiny Dancer a couple segments ago. Uh, DJ and PK laugh about this, that people think it's Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll be honest. When it comes to lyrics, I'm pretty bad. And it's what draws me in is is really the beat. Uh, if, you know, I, I don't know what half of the lyrics are in Def, on Def Leppard albums, but I still like the band, you know? It's kind of like it just has to kind of keep me, you know, the beat, you know, and the guitar and the drum. That kind of what draws me in. The lyrics I kind of figure out later, and sometimes they make no sense at all. I'll be honest, absolutely. But I still like the song. Bowler with us here on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Bowler, what do you think about Donovan Mitchell, who not only is participating in Team USA camp, but you know certainly has a chance of playing a big time role on that team? Yeah, pops uh, seems to be quite high on Donovan, and for good reason. And. Uh, you know, you saw Kimber Walker's comments, too, about his work ethic, and I think we all know that. It's a big stage, Jake, uh, for Donovan, uh, even bigger maybe than what he's been on the last couple of years. You know, and I, I know there's probably some concern. Look, you know, he's, the, he's, uh, he's, you know, he's a jazz man, and you want to make sure 
that you know that he's uh, protected and and doesn't get hurt. But the bottom line to this is, in my opinion, he's only going to get better around the coaching staff. And yeah, there are some players who've backed down, but you know what? It, it, it's opened the door for younger younger guys to establish themselves uh, worldwide. And you know, Donovan's building his own brand as we speak. Um, and I think, you know, what he said to us in the uh, exit interviews last year, Jake and Gordon, he said, look, I want to be in better shape. And I think this will give him that opportunity to do exactly that, come back to camp more confident, in shape, hopefully not fatigued. I think Pops will do a good job in watching how the minutes are, are distributed uh, because that's the kind, of, the kind of coach he is. But I think it's going to help Donovan's growth, and I think he'll probably hit the floor in top shape as well. Is the confidence that comes with being around that kind of coaching and the, that, those other players and feeling like a part of that that group bowler? But I'm not. I don't concern. Uh, I'm not concerned much about injury or anything. But Jake and I were talking about this earlier in the show. You go until September 15th uh, yeah. in this uh, competition. Then two weeks later, camp starts, and then you have the grueling regular season, the playoffs, all that, and then. I, next summer you have the Olympics, and so and and then you spill into the following season. Do, do you think that there could be sort of a, a a cumulative effect as far as fatigue goes? Well, for you and I, it would be pal. I'll <laughs> tell you that at our age. <laughs> but you know, as you get twenty three, I mean, you know, basketball is life, and I think it's really is. You make a great point. It's a two year commitment basically because of the way the seasons just kind of will go after one another and, the, and after this, uh, the season, then the Olympics, and then another season before rest can actually come. So it is a big commitment, and it is good to be young, and it is good to be, have, be able to, to, to bounce back. But still, it, the lesson learned, I think, is how, you know, how are you going to take care of yourself and pace yourself? And I don't know how Quinn – you know what is really intriguing to Gordon and Jake is that the need for Conley and Donovan – to find their groove in the preseason, but again, not overplay him will be one of, I think, Quinn's big challenges. But remember, too, we haven't seen the schedule come out yet, uh, but I believe because of the U.S. Uh, and just the World Games, I think the league will start about a week later than it did a year ago. So that there's a little built-in rest time there for some of these players. And then again, I'm anxious to see if the season actually has a few extra days added to it because of the rest concern uh, that we all know about and the added days off on the road, uh, how many back-to-backs, all those things. We'll get some answers here pretty pretty soon when the league uh, releases its 82-game schedule. Don't you think, Bowler, with Donovan, uh, and you know, uh, you know you're around the team a lot, but he, he seems to me to always be a, a real a sponge. You know, somebody who he talked about his relationship with Ricky Rubio and learning from him and, of course, his relationship with the coaching staff and Coach Snyder, and he always seems to wanting to, to, to learn. I think him being around, you know, other great players, that coaching staff, and, and learning from this experience, I, I think can be really valuable for him. Oh, it only makes you better. I mean, I think Carl and John would tell you that that experience only makes you better. And and I think the confidence you build from that too, Jake, um, you know, I don't know if you can even actually, you know, put a, not a price tag, I guess it would be a price tag in this day and age of just the experience and the uh, the ability to even get another opinion coaching-wise and mix the two with what, you know, Quinn Snyder has the Popovich tree, the lineage there. 
So it's just an extension, right? And I, I think he'll, he'll he'll just be a better player, and I think the Jazz understand that as well. I mean, Stockton Malone experienced that uh, with Team USA and the Olympic gold, and, and it'll be interesting to see some of these players who have backed out give an opportunity for younger players, much like Donovan, uh, to see where they go from here. But, yeah, I think he's only a better player because of it. And I'm with Gordon, too. You know, when I really think about an injury, he plays uh, such a sliding and kind of uh, escape style of basketball. He's a powerful player. And I I think just the way that he does play and take care of himself, uh, you know, I think he'll be fine. I think probably fatigue would be the biggest concern, as you mentioned, Gordo, with that two-year commitment. That'd wear on anybody. But being young is good. Being young is good. Well, we had Justin Zanuck on the show yesterday, and he wasn't making any brash predictions about what the Jazz were going to do and whatnot. But he, Jake, I don't know what you took away from that, but it sure seemed to me like uh, he was hopeful that this team could do something special. Well, I think, you know, I think there's that potential. I don't think any general manager, Gordon, is going to sit out there in public and and, you know, jump for joy about what potentially could happen. It's about, you know, at the end of the season when they'll they'll do that and maybe take a, a bow or two, but really give the credit to the coaching staff and the players. But, look, on paper, the Jazz are improved. Uh, and then on the floor, we're going to get a better opportunity to judge uh, what this team is. And, you know, I just left a 1,000 Jazz fans uh, – uh, at this big Lagoon Day celebration, and their anticipation is out, out is is out of this world. And look, you have to be careful. And I think Justin is smart in that regard. You put together a team; it looks good on paper, but look, will it all work out? And it's it's a long eighty-two game season, as you just said. And you know, health plays a huge factor for all the teams in the East and the West. But I think you know, I'm excited. I think when you see it logically, and you see the what Boyan has done in the past and what, you know, really uh, Conley is all about, both on and off the court, uh, then it gives you a lot of hope that the Jazz upgraded their, their roster along with the rest of the West. But definitely competitive, definitely in the mix to be a major player in the West. And that's uh, really all you can do. And then let the cards fall and see where, see where we'll see what happens. Who, who maybe is the X factor? And I'm speaking of Dante. Did the Jazz get an extra boost? from a player unexpectedly that gives them more depth. Uh, those are all the fun parts about a season, and I don't wish days away, but I can hardly wait uh, to, to see what happens come you know, camp. And then, of course, uh, we have our preseason schedule was announced, and you know, we get going early October, so I'm, I'm ready. Bowler, this isn't jazz-related, but do you think the J, uh, James Harden-Russell Westbrook thing is going to work? I personally don't, I, and again, prove me wrong, but – just knowing the two styles, and you guys see what I see, you know their personalities. Uh, they can be uh, explosive at times. You saw what Harden got into with uh, Chris Paul on the bench. That video kind of went viral, slapping his hand away and CP trying to understand. But look, when you have two former MVPs in this league and one was a triple-double man, uh, and the personalities they bring kind of brash and explosive, I'm not, I don't know who's going to dominate the ball. Uh, so look, they can run you and they can score. They, you know, D'Antoni's not known for for being uh, really a defensive-minded uh, guy, but they have improved in some regards over the years. But I see it 
as more explosive, potentially explosive, with a Westbrook instead of a Chris Paul uh, that's joined Mr. Harden. So that's going to be another storyline to watch this year and see what are these teams that have put these superstars together and if the egos can be can be stayed uh, in check. Um, it takes a lot, and it takes a good coach to make sure that he can find harmony between those guys. I mean, I don't know. How's Kawhi and, and uh, you know, Paul George going to get along? And is LeBron, you know, LeBron and AD. Gordon, you know, there's a lot of players out there who didn't want to play with LeBron. They've been there. They've done that. They've seen it. So AD is going to get a big taste of what it's like to be in the shadow of LeBron, and a lot of players don't really appreciate uh, being in that position. So the storylines in the West are uh, – there's, pl- there's plenty of them uh, before we even start this season and many more – as soon as we tip it off in October. Well, obviously this this varies from club to club and and all that, depending upon what the, what the philosophy is. But when you bring a new group together, how long do you give it? How long do you expect it to take for it to, to meld? And at what point do you add further you know, additions or make other changes if you think it's not working out the way you expected it to? At the point guard position, Gordo? At any position. Well, I'll tell you, I'll be honest. I, I don't really am, I'm not that concerned with Mike Conley joining this, you know, this team and working with Donovan Mitchell. First, because of the system. Second, because of Donovan uh, knowing uh, both, both positions on the floor at one and two. But Mike Conley's track record is enough for me to know that First, he's got the IQ of a point guard. He's a, a, a pass-first-minded guy. He's going to get Donovan involved, and he's also going to be a defender and also a guy that can shoot the ball when needed. Uh, I don't see that it's a long process. I really don't. I could be totally wrong, and you know, but that's what preseason is for and obviously open court. Uh, and when Donovan gets back from his commitments with Team USA, those guys obviously are going to spend a lot of time together, but – you know, I think this, these guys are veterans. Uh, Moutier is the youngest of the group that came in. Uh, and, again, he's got experience. And I think the system plays a big factor, Gordon and Jake. I really do. And that's what the Jazz, I think, are very good at doing, is finding those players. And maybe some fans disagree. Be more aggressive. Go out and get the big name. I get that. But, look, the bottom line for the Utah Jazz is system and finding the right fit. And I think every player that Justin and Dennis and uh, the Jazz brought in this summer uh, fit what the Jazz want to do. And I don't think there's a big learning curve there for them to catch on to to Quinn's system. Bowler, you were the best. Thank you, as always, for jumping on with us. All right, guys. We'll see you soon, and uh, enjoy the heat. (laughs) Will do, Bowler. Thank you. Bowler's all sweated out right now. Yeah, that that sounds like a guy who spent the day in the heat. (laughs) At Lagoon. There are lots of ways to cool off up there at Laguna, though. I bet he had a good time. Like how? At Laguna Beach, man. Oh, yeah. And then okay. the uh, what the the Rattlesnake Rapids thing. That's got a water component. What about the log flume? Oh, I love the log flume. It's been a long time since I've been up there. Or the hydro uh, chute, whatever it's called. You were sitting on actual raft. Oh, yeah, raft yeah, yeah. The, the, it's up by the... Uh, the water luge or whatever. Yeah. Down at the... North the end, flying north end or, of the park. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. when was the last time you guys went? Uh, I went last year, I think. Did you? Uh-huh. Austin, it's been a few years. Yeah. yeah. So the year they opened Cannibal, I went. So that's what four or five years ago. Yeah, we we uh, we. It's a single best ride. The Cannibal's, Cannibal's pretty good. Amazing. Uh, Wicked's pretty good though too. 
Wicked's amazing too. Yeah. Where it goes underground. Yeah. Well, I always like the Colossus. The white roller coaster is always good because you you feel like when you're on it, it could fall apart at any oh, time. Oh, the, the old one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the charm, right? Right. Exactly. A little rickety. Makes you a little nervous. <laughs> is that part of the thrill? A little bit. That's how I feel on Wild Mouse. That thing can oh. go off the top of that at any moment. I remember the first time I rode that thing, I, I felt like uh, I had to sort of mold my body parts back together again. Yeah, they, they ought to employ a, a traffic accident attorney to just sit outside <laughs> Wild Mouse and just take yeah, clients. I can't well, it makes I, those sharp turns. I can't believe that that's a ride and the abrupt stops. <laughs> I never ride that ride. I don't want whiplash. That ride is, is awful. <laughs> Hey, no offense to the good folks out there at Lagoon. Like a bunch of your rides, that just ain't one of them. Yeah, your money will spend here on the zone if <laughs> you, you want to do, do that, that big swing. Uh, no, I haven't done that. I would though. The big swing. It looks yeah, fun. Just... Oh, the cliffhanger. Is that what it's called? Where it goes, you go upside down and kind of sit there. No, and water no, no, no. blows on you. It's the one where you're in like a harness and they the sky coaster. The sky coaster. Where yeah. where you skydive essentially? Uh-huh. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You ever gotten sick on a ride? No, I've I've never I've gotten a headache before, but not stomach. The sick. only time I ever did was on a ride that really wasn't. It wasn't that that uh, what's the word herky jerky. It's a small world. No. <laughs> Those boats, man. You yeah, get that music after a while just got to me. Just ready to. No, uh, it was that that uh, Ferris wheel thing where the things rock back and forth. Oh, okay. Weird. And I wasn't the only one. There were like three of us. I think the older you get, the more you get that way. The more susceptible you are to motion sickness. Yeah, I think that's a thing. All right, we want to uh, remind you about our friends uh, at Diamond Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save at Diamond Airport Parking. Stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Show 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Want to remind you, the big show. We're going to be out at the warehouse coming up on Friday from 3 to 6. The warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. The warehouse. I always like this song. What are, what are people confusing the lyrics on this one? Uh, let's see. Tweeter Madcap says uh, he always heard it as Robin and Dreamin instead of more than a feeling. Yeah. Hmm. How about that? You big Boston fan? That's kind of 
in your time frame. It was, but I liked him okay. Not not a favorite, but no no problem. Were, not, were you not into the arena rock? Because they've got that, that kind of arena rock 70s genre. Where Yeah, it was okay. Okay. What is the best band named after a place or city? Uh, hmm. Good question. Well, let's see. What are the possibilities? Chicago? Uh-huh. Boston? I like Alabama. Alabama? Okay. Who are we missing? Kansas? Yeah, Kansas was good. I like Kansas. Well, there's got to be one, uh, a band named after a country out there somewhere, right? Uh, I don't know. Not sure. Think out of those we just named, though, I'd go with Chicago or Alabama. Yeah, I'd go with Kansas. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never cared for Kansas. Really? Oh, I like them. What's your favorite Kansas song? Oh, I don't know. It's hard to beat Dust in the Wind, isn't it? It's easy to beat Dust in oh, the Wind. Oh, that's a great song. Oh, you are that crazy. That is a great song. That is a terrible song. That sounds like a terrible song. That's a terrible song. Dust in the Wind is a terrible song. I've never heard anyone in my entire life, you are the first person I've ever heard say that. Oh, I can't stand it. And after watching Wedding Crashers, uh, all you can picture is... <laughs> or No, that's... Old uh, school. It's old school with Will Ferrell singing <laughs> it. No, that is a dreadful, dreadful song. What do you mean you've never heard anybody say that they didn't like Dust in the Wind? That was a great song. Austin? Yeah, it starts out all right, but then you're like, okay. Carry on my wayward song? Mm, yeah, not no? doing it for me, really. All right, well, I'm going to tell you. It's each his own. I'd take Boston over Kansas. How about America? America. Can't yeah. forget about America. Like America. I like America too. I told you about my uh, my uh, my America eight track. <laughs> this story a hundred times. Let's move on. Yeah, we've heard about it. It wasn't working. Chad Austin says Asia, Europe. Asia. Is there a band called Europe? Yeah. yeah the, the final countdown. The final countdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's they, right. What does Asia sing? The final, uh, the final countdown. Count that amongst songs that are way better than "Dust in the Wind," <laughs> and the final countdown ain't great. Oh man, you see, you would you would have a whole argument of from people of my generation. Oh, heat of the moment is Asia. Yeah, no, that's not a terrible song. No, also not. better than "Dust in yes, the Wind." Yeah. <laughs> According Call to me you, maybe better than "Dust in the Wind." <laughs> yeah. Well, I like both of those. Uh, I haven't heard that song in a long time. Maybe we should. Uh, what? Had it closed down the five o'clock hour a little call me maybe. What's what's the monster song? Crap, 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 slap or what what is that whole thing? That's better than Dust in the Wind. <laughs> it's not a song, it's a poem. <laughs> it's a poem about a duck taking off in the marshes of the Chesapeake. Quack. And and you gotta write it out on the paper. Starts out down low, quack, and then it goes up halfway up the page, quack. <sighs> Jake. It goes to the top of the page, quack, and then down below it starts with it says crack, and then crack halfway up, and then crack, running into the quack with a big exclamation point, and then down below splat. Yeah, crap, 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 splat. That's what I said. <laughs> All right, more big show coming up next. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty zone. This is DJ and PK. 
Matt Michelle joins us, national college football writer for the Orlando Sentinel. Utah's one of the more physical teams in this conference. They need to continue to do that, but they've got to get a little bit better on offense, and they just got to take better care of the football. I think that's the thing that kind of hurt them last year. And you say that, I mean, they still won nine games and still won the South. So, again, these are all things I think that are th- trademarks of what Kyle Winningham has been able to do with that program. So, I mean, to me, I think they're in a good spot going into this year. There's a couple games I think that they can flip, and I think they can be right there again back in the conference championship game. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It's been a uh, fun day today, Gordon. What conclusions can we uh, can we take from this show? It's pronounced Wob. <laughs> Wob County. That's right. It's actually not. But. Is it Wob? Is it a W or is it a Y? It's a soft J. I know, but it wasn't the original spelling with a Y? It, it's uh, from the Ute word, Yoab. Y-O-A-B. So who put the J in there? So it's not a soft J, it's a Y-sounding J. A Y, like yogging. It's more a U-I? Yob? Let's go for a yog. No, it's not the U. That's that's the, the what people, it's not Jewab. It's it's Wob. I know, but it's not, or yob, it's not a according w. to Austin. Yeah, with a Y. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yob? Yoab. Anyway, that's what I learned today. All right. Well, that was useful. And that Jordan Love is now aware you have a Heisman vote. <laughs> I learned that today, too. We learned that they're going to uh, reboot the Home Alone movie. That, that's that's not right. That's sacrilege. I think they should rewrite it in some way that Macaulay Culkin can still play the character. <laughs> what, have him be like the dad? I don't know. Well, maybe he's now the criminal. Oh, I see. Are they going to bring Joe Pesci back for this reboot? Or how about Daniel know, That's the whole thing Daniel about a reboot Stern. is you're replacing everybody with new actors, uh, right? Not necessarily. <laughs> what? Are you, what? <laughs> We're going to have an adult version? I don't know. Well, not that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> not that. No, not, not that. No, that's not what I meant. Gordon. Um, no, I mean adult. Home alone, are you? Adults playing the roles instead of kids. I mean, the the there is a cheese pizza that plays a role in Home Alone, but I don't know if that's the. the Maybe you could reverse it. Maybe it could be an old person in the house alone, with a bunch of young kids trying to get in. <laughs> oh, I've got another thing I've learned. Gordon has advocated for an adult version of Home Alone. <laughs> no. That is not good. Not at all. We also talked about... Uh... <laughs> no, please. How's that storyline go? Oh, no, stop. Stop. Stop now. Uh, we're not going to go down that road. We talked about Zach Wilson and the fact that he still isn't 100%. Thanks to Jordan and Love. W- and you wonder when he's going to be. For being on the show today. Thanks to Craig Bowler, Jack, for being on the show today as well. Thank Austin, the executive producer of The Big Show, back from vacation. <laughs> Thank you, Gordon. <laughs> now, see, you're putting thoughts in people's minds that they were... I am! Uh, yeah, I think you did that yourself, sir. <laughs> no... Uh, well, whatever. Talk to you tomorrow. Misunderstood. On the big show, 97.5 and 1280 <laughs> The Zone.